When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. This is the Tuesday, no, Wednesday, excuse me. God bless America. Every day runs around the same now, doesn't it? It's April 1st, so we'll just call it an April Fool's joke. (laughs) Uh, I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Good gracious. Uh, You can catch both of us right now on the SBR Picks YouTube page. Chris got up and talked some uh, NHL today. I talked a little NFL the other day. Uh, all those videos, I believe, will be up over there if you want to go check them out. Uh, it's SBR, it's Sportsbook Review. Go check it out. Go to winningcureseverything.com. If you want to see what the website looks like right now before I change it over, because I am right in the middle of knocking all of that out. I've got a new theme. I've got a new design. I've got all sorts of stuff. It's going to take a few days for me to actually get it up there, but... WinningCuresEverything.com has got everything that you need to know. It's got our social media platforms. It's got our picks. It's got our previews. Obviously, there's no picks right now. There's no previews right now. But uh, but we're talking sports topics every single day because you guys need something going on, right? You're all sitting at home. Everybody's chilling. It is what it is. WinningCuresEverything.com is the one-stop shop for all of you. Go and get it done. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on the podcast. And follow Chris and myself on Twitter, at Winning Cures, you can get me, at GaryWCE, and you can get Chris, at Chris B. Giannini. Let's go ahead and talk about today's topics. The first thing that I want to bring up to you, Chris, is some Major League Baseball, which is not anything new for any reason, but the MLB Network has been showing old-school World Series games, like at these classic, you know, Game 7s, all that kind of stuff. And right now, as we're recording this, I've been watching this for an hour and a half. And, and by watching, I mean it's on in the background. But I, I'll look up and see what's going on. And Jack Morris is uh, pitching a gym and all this. But it is Game 7 of the Minnesota Twins and the Atlanta Braves 1991 World Series. Now, do you remember much about this series at all? 
Yes, Kirby Puckett series. Oh, it absolutely was. Absolutely was. Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, all that bunch. Uh, Smoltz started this game, came out. Uh, let's see, who was it? Alejandro Pena was in at the very end of the game, and he gave up the flyout to Gene Larkin, and then Dan Gladden tagged third for the victory. You want to talk about a fantastic baseball game. Uh, how many times do we see pitchers go 10 innings well, now? Never now. It'll never happen again. It's it's insane to think about. And it wasn't like this guy was throwing, you know, heat. He wasn't throwing, you know, 100 miles an hour. Like, even from the jump, he just knew, how, like, all of them. Glavin and, oh, they just and knew Maddox how to pitch. and Smoltz. And, and, yeah, they knew how to pitch. And we talked about this on the show the other day. You just, they don't teach this anymore. Nobody, nobody teaches pitching anymore. They teach you to throw hard. That's it. Which is they teach you to throw hard, learn one, maybe two pitches, and uh, and throw hard. That's that is that is everybody has one great pitch, two good pitches, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting name from this. Um, I hadn't thought about him in forever. Do you remember Ron Gant? Yes. That's I. I remember this game, this game seven, because my dad had brought in, this was like a, a 7.30 start time local. And obviously 1991, I was only eight years old, uh, but I wanted to stay up and watch the game. So my dad, unbeknownst to my mother, had brought in his little black and white TV that had like the uh, the antennas and set it up in mine and my little brother's room. Now, my little brother was a massive Kirby Puckett fan. He had, literally, we were sleeping in the same room at this point because we wanted to sit up and watch the game. He His entire wall, I don't know if you remember this, half of his room was a Minnesota Twins baseball, like, mural. It was, this, it was home plate right in the middle, and then you had all, all the fans and all that kind of stuff around it. It was one of the coolest things I can remember. It was wallpaper. But it was amazing. So he was pulling for the Twins, and I was pulling for the Braves back then. And you want to talk about disaster when the Twins actually won this thing? That's I, I was three years older, and it didn't matter. Because he won. He was enjoying it. Now, he doesn't remember this. But uh, OB Matt jumps in. He said, Kirby. Yeah, he. Matt Huey was a gigantic Kirby Puckett fan as well. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody that wasn't a Kirby Puckett fan. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just, he was a, one of the class acts of baseball. I'll tell you, my, my love for him grew at the very end of his career. Uh, he is one of the guys that really taught David Ortiz, my personal hero, how, uh, to, to be a professional. Saw that he had raw talent, really went to bat for him when he was in the Twins organization. That's where he came up. That's where he got drafted at. And, uh, the Twins, we're just ready to cut bait with him because he wasn't the star they thought he was going to be the second that he got there. And Kirby told him, you're, you're making a mistake. You're making a mistake. And uh, they traded him to Boston, and the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, got a couple more comments in here. McKinnon jumped in. He said, in regards to current pitching, buddy of mine had a little brother get drafted number nine overall out of high school by the Tigers. He started playing a year or two before that and was already hitting 95 miles an hour. He's still in the minors, but all he's been doing is actually learning how to pitch because all he could do was throw heat. 
Like it, if, it's what you and I talked about. It's they they to, draft people based to, on how fast they can throw, and that's it. If 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 I was, and I have no idea if the guy has any interest in doing it. If I was him, I probably wouldn't because working with people is not something I always enjoy doing. <laughs> but I, I would I would if I was a team, I would pay Greg Maddox any amount of money I could possibly pay him to get him to come coach my pitching staff. Yeah, I agree. I and, and I think I think I want him at the minor league level. Like I, I need, you know, because that's where you're getting guys on the crazy cheap, yeah. and, and, and that's where you, you teach them. Yeah, like, and then you take one of those kids straight from college, straight from high school, and you mold them before they get to the league. And now you've got them in the league for several years on the real cheap, and they know how to pitch. Yeah. Um, now it's not magic, and it's not something that and, you can teach somebody yeah, not, not in two or three years. Yeah. No, yeah. this is the problem. This is something that takes a decade of learning, and they need to start teaching this at the high school level, at the at the junior high level, at the little league level, and they don't. All they teach is throw hard. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Matt jumped in on YouTube. He said uh, uh, Maddox was crazy to watch, and then he said uh, when he made that catch in the World Series, he's talking about Kirby Puckett. When he made that yep. catch in the World Series, it was like someone put a Snickers on top of the fence for him to jump that high. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You. Adrenaline is a real thing. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think that he could make that jump if that much was on the line. No, if this was like an NFL combine, there's no chance. Oh, okay. If this was game, you know, eighty three of a of a hundred and sixty two, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like he's not making that catch. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not getting that aerial. He's just not. I don't believe that. I agree. I agree. Uh, drink of the day, by the way, because I'm doing that every now and then. Hey, you'll you'll appreciate this one, Johnny Walker. This is a wine cask blend, and it is. Fantastic. This thing is so smooth. I have no water in this. It is just scotch, and it's awesome. So, bringing that up for a little bit, because uh, if any companies want to uh, jump in on this advertising segment that we got here, drink of the day, you can you can get Chris on this, too. Just saying. We're talking to you, Coors Light. Just saying. <laughs> hey, did you see Coors Light is doing... I'll, I'll come a lot cheaper than Gary will. Hey, you believe that. Uh, did you see Coors Light is doing deliveries? No, but that's that's awesome. Everybody needs to be doing deliveries right now. Well, yeah. Hey, I found out Krispy Kreme is doing it. Yeah, everybody Ooh. needs to be. Yeah, you got that right. But I, I couldn't believe that Coors Light is doing home deliveries, like even if you just want a 12-pack. Yeah, get a, get a case. That's crazy. We'll drop a case of beer off. Why not? That's it. Hey, right now, gas is cheap. Yeah. I'll, I'll take anything to your house. No, you got that right. You got that right. Let's, uh, let's go on and jump in. Next, uh, I guess, big topic, which... We'll decide if it's a big topic or not. Uh, the NBA is having a players-only 2K tournament on ESPN this Friday night. Now, have you seen anything about this? Nope. And this, this does, now I, I know that I'm I am one man's opinion, but this does not move the needle for me at all. No, and but it'll it'll move the needle for diehard fans. Now, here's I, I would rather watch gamers do this than professional celebrities do this. Well, here is. So if this like if just, I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch Madden on the internet, you wanna I, I watch want good somebody. I want somebody who's a Madden stud. I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't need Reggie Bush out there playing. Like, like I don't know that you're just because you were real good in real life doesn't mean you're gonna be good with your thumbs. No, they they did go through and and they made sure that these guys could actually play. This is like these are guys that are actually ranked highly on the Madden. Uh, online stuff. They get on and play with fans all the time. It, it's this whole different kind of underworld, which is really crazy. Uh, but here are the overall 
uh, seed ratings, which are based on NBA tenure, but it's NBA 2K tenure, all right? So check this out. The number one seed is Kevin Durant. Uh, two is Trey Young. Three, Hassan Whiteside. Four, Donovan Mitchell. Five, Devin Booker. Uh, six, Andre Drummond. Zach Levine is seven. Montrez Harrell is eight. Devon, uh, Demonis Sabonis is number nine. DeAndre eight and ten. DeMarcus Cousins is 11. Michael Porter Jr., uh, Rui Hachimura, Patrick Beverly, Harrison Barnes, and Derek Jones Jr. It's going to be Friday 6 until 10.30 p.m. on ESPN and ESPN2. And then they've got Sunday, and then they're doing the quarterfinals on Tuesday and the finals on Saturday, April 11th. ESPN needs content, and you can tell it. They need it so bad right now. and it, at They least, have the rights to classic games that have happened already. You're watching one right now. Oh, yeah. I literally would be doing nothing but airing old classic games. That's it. That's it. I'm not doing any of this gimmick stuff. If it was my decision, there's no way on earth I'm doing this. Well, I, I will tell you this. You and I brought this up the other day. NASCAR is doing the IFL, which is uh, this virtual racing thing. Yeah. And they did it on FS1, and the ratings were bananas. Yeah, NASCAR people are NASCAR crazy, though. Yeah, and it... I, I'm curious NBA if NBA fans are normal people. NASCAR fans are not really normal people. Um, So, like, I've got family members that are NASCAR people. They watch, like, the Speed Channel all at all times. That's what's on in their house. NBA fans, you know, they're going to they're gonna watch, you know, whatever the most popular shows are in the country at all times, they're going to stream Netflix. They're, they're normal people. NASCAR people are not normal people. <laughs> they're just not. Hey, so I, I could see that being a draw for their fans than NBA being a draw watching Kevin Durant and DeMarcus cousin play one another on a video game. That's that's true. That's true. Now that, and you, you know, you they're not going to be real. Like they're going to be fake. Because these guys would be, you wouldn't be able to air them talking at all if they were themselves. Uh, because they'd be dropping MFers and all. Yeah, sorts no, of, yeah. no. The language would would be, you know, just put on HBO. <laughs> you got that. Which right. I'll tell you this: if I thought these people would be themselves and not so image conscious, I would be more interested. But I know what I'm getting. It's on an ABC channel that is owned by yeah. Disney, and I and I know exactly what this is going to be. Yeah, no, you you are. I want to see somebody throw a controller. I want to see a TV break. <laughs> you Give me that, that anyway. I'll do it. You and make it thing, that. That doesn't have to be like planned out or scripted. That's just gonna happen. A glitch in a game will happen. Oh yeah, it'll piss somebody off. And these guys got the money to where they don't care if they break a four thousand dollar TV. No, no matter. You talked about this not moving the needle for you. Um, Piece of news that came out, ESPN moving up the Last Dance documentary, which is the the Michael Jordan documentary. Yep. Does that, that move the needle? Oh, hell yes, that'll move the needle. <laughs> that was our entire childhood, oh, our yes. entire childhood of basketball. There's, there's not a person our age, in our age range, if you're in your 30s from 30 to, to, to 39, that – this man didn't affect your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was a massive Penny Hardaway fan. I wasn't even a Memphis basketball fan. I was I was a Penny fan. Yeah. So when he got to the NBA, I was a Magic fan and whatnot. But I always enjoyed, like, I didn't, you know how, like, you can hate certain basketball players now? Yeah. Uh, I never hated Michael Jordan. 
even when he was knocking Penny out of the the playoffs. I just always enjoyed watching. He was so much fun, and it maybe it was because we didn't know all of the other stuff, but he just he kept his mouth shut and played basketball. Like it was it was easy. So there was none of that the matters stuff, because that. we didn't have access to hear yeah, there's him no social media. give his opinions to anything like that anyway. Right. So so none of that's relevant. Just the guy changed the game with how great he was. Oh yeah. I I cannot wait for that. It was supposed to come out in what, June or July after the yeah, finals. Yeah. No, they're absolutely um, smart. I mean, yeah. Why if you've got great content, why sit on it? Yeah. Why sit on it? No, you you got that right. Uh let's talk about uh let's talk about the NCAA for for two seconds. Okay. Not going to take super long with it because I think this was a, a pretty common sense move, but they approved an extra year of eligibility for spring athletes. Hang on. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Didn't they do this a while back? Haven't no. they made this same announcement four times? No, 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 no. This was officially voted on and approved finally. It so they was, just kept saying, we're going to do it. We're well, they, they were saying, it. we're going we're to do vote it. on it. And then they finally voted on it. So who has to vote? Uh, whatever the NCAA Board of Governors is, okay. Who, whoever whoever that is, I should know that. I don't know that off the top of my I'm head. Sorry, well, it's, it's school presidents and athletic directors, basically. So when you it's can get them all together from the NCAA, yeah, I know, who, I know who. I couldn't tell you the individuals. Yeah, I'm gonna bet I'm there's more schools from a Power Five that are involved in it than like Delta State or Washita Baptist University. I would guarantee that. I would guarantee that. Um, this was. The easiest move that you could possibly make. Uh, I don't know that they've set anything as far as scholarship, you know, restrictions or anything along those lines. Uh, what I mean, what else needs to happen here? You know, the the winter sports are not getting a year back, but for baseball and and those that you know got to start the season but didn't get to finish it. Obviously, all the spring sports have been canceled throughout the summer, et cetera. Well, basketball is a winter sport. Yeah, basketball is a winter sport, and and they got through the regular seasons, but they didn't get through a conference champion or a conference title. So they're not or, giving basketball back. No, basketball is not getting a year back. Oh, that's horseshit. That's the one I cared about. Yeah, it's it's not that one. It would be baseball, softball, volleyball, golf. You know, blah 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 blah. You, you had the special teams in Dayton and and some of these. Other, and of course, Dayton's going to lose guys to the NBA. Yeah, but like you no had a couple of these teams that were really good, and they weren't NBA guys good. They were, we've played together for three or four years, and this is kind of our time to, to shine and really maybe take down a giant. And if those kids could come back together next year, they could possibly make another one of those same runs. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see them do something for basketball to be able to get that. Just because so many of the kids are going to go to the NBA, it's only going to affect a few schools. Yeah. And, and realistically, in the amount of players, it's only going to affect a few players. Yeah. Like you're right. You're right. Um, I I think I think this was the way that you had to go about it. You know, the spring ones had not even really gotten started, so I think this is how you had to do it. I mean, with basketball, they at least got through the entire regular season. No, there was not a champion named, um, but I, I think trying to give them uh, a year back, you know, it, all of the hurdles that you would have to go through with. You know, academic requirements. Do these guys want to come back and go to grad school? But that's or? all. That's hang on. But that's all the person's individual choices. I agreed. Agreed. Like, like, it, there's no hoops to jump through. Do you want to come back to school or not? Like, that's not a hard decision to make. You get a year of eligibility if you want to come back. 
Yeah, okay. Now, I would say in this situation, as long as your coach is still a member of that team, you can't transfer. Even if you've graduated, you don't get another year of eligibility. You can't go transfer to another school. We're giving you an opportunity to play for the team again because you didn't get to finish the season if you want one more shot at playing with the guys that you grew up playing with. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, if you graduate, you, if you choose to come back to school, if you choose to get, and I'm okay if they don't give extra scholarships for it, if these kids want to play, because most of these kids, because you're talking about baseball, lacrosse, all this stuff, you, you've got a team of 30 something people on a baseball team and you got 11.7 scholarships for the whole crew saying seniors can come back their extra year doesn't change the amount of the fact that hardly nobody has a scholarship out there anyway. True. So um, I, I don't think the scholarships are a hard thing, you know, giving these people the option to come back to school and play one more year means they're going to be in school another year. They'll delay going into the working world for another year. I don't know that that changes a whole lot for everybody. If somebody gets out and they've got some killer job waiting on them, they're not coming back to college. But but you're saying that they should have the option if they want to. I think they should have the option if they want to because it's a cost neutral game. It it cost it costs the league nothing. Uh, well, uh, here's okay. It it does cost something because there are there are scholarships that the school has to be able to fund, and the smaller schools, it's not possible. Like they don't have just unlimited resources to be able to pay for those scholarships. So that, that's where it becomes a little bit again, of problem. I didn't say that these kids get more scholarships. If you come back and your coach has so many scholarships to give out, if he wants to give it to the kid that's been here four years for his fifth year, that's great. That means somebody new coming up doesn't get that scholarship. That's fine. That's the coach's choice to give out his number of scholarships. The okay. amount of scholarships you're giving out and the amount of money in scholarships you're giving out wouldn't change. Okay. Your roster okay. size wouldn't change. Yeah, and that's that's where it gets a little hairy. But I, I'm with but you. I understand you're, where it you're coming using from. words that don't make sense. Why is that hairy? It's a choice. No, because it's because you've already got guys signed coming in this season to replace those seniors. Like you have right. an early signing period in November, uh, and guys that have already signed with you. So now you're school. only talking about big time schools because you're not talking about the little schools that can't afford this stuff. Because those guys, while they have people signed to come in as junior as freshmen, those those kids can still come in and just be managers for a year because the chances of them being stars are slim and none. Well, agreed. But stars, but, they wouldn't be coming to Washita. Well, agreed. But we're like we're talking about teams like East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State okay. uh, won their conference title. They were going to the NCAA tournament. They've got five seniors that, if they allowed this, would be able to come back. That takes up five roster slots. Right there. If all of them choose to got, come back, then yes, gotta, it would take up five roster spots, and then they would just have to. How many times has Alabama walked away from a recruit after they've committed? It happens every day in agreed, college. But, this, but we're not talking about committed. Like, if they walk away from a recruit before they sign, that's one thing. They've already got guys that have signed. That's the issue. So, because there's the, the signing period. I think we're talking about a real small number of people that, that would, this would actually affect. But I think those that it would affect, it would mean a lot too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see Cassius Winston be able to close it out, you know. The I think, way that he I wants think it's to. just an easy solution that doesn't cost anything. 
Yeah, they. I don't think that all they of have, the problems that it would create are small. They're real easily solved. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got very valid points here. You got very valid points. Let's uh, let's go on and move into this to close out the day's show. Uh, let's talk NFL. Jadavian Clowney uh, dropped his price tag from you know over twenty million a year down to seventeen to eighteen million. And it appears right now that only the Titans and the Seahawks are interested in signing him. Does this surprise you at all that Clowney is having such a difficult time getting a, a good payday? Like, at one, is 17 or 18 million overpaying, or would 20 million have been overpaying for him? And why is why are there only two teams really interested? Now, I can't speak to why there are only two teams interested. I, I don't know. I thought the guy has been a monster everywhere he's gone. He doesn't put up the sack numbers that everybody likes. No, but he's but disruptive he, as hell. I was going to say, but he locks down his edge, which is a massive thing in today's football. Everyone only looks at sack numbers, sack numbers, sack numbers, but they don't get outside on him. There aren't a lot of people as athletic as he is. Um and he can stuff the run just as good as anybody, which so many more quarterbacks are far more mobile than they used to be. I love him on my team. I'm a clowny fan. The His price tag doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I think, first off, this is all on his agent and, and the people negotiating for him because I'm going to bet Clowney's not an econ major and doesn't really understand some of these things. But you're a free agent. There are 32 job opportunities out there for you. That is it, okay? You don't walk out and have a price tag hanging up and saying this is what. You can have a number that you tell your agent, I'm not working for less than this. But but that's not the price tag, the sticker tag that you hang out there because you don't know what two teams are willing to get into a bidding war to get to. So you might be cutting your legs out from under you. It was weird that they were advertising this number, right? Yes, I, th- I think that was I think that was a bad move. Like I said, this is all on his agency. Bad move. I'd fire those people. I don't know who they are. I'd, I'd fire them. I think they've done a really bad job and a disservice marketing him. Um, if you have two bidders wanting you, you you can get the number up there at some point in time. Now you might not get the years if he wants three years, four years, whatever. You can't always dictate that. Try to get as much guaranteed money as you can. Get as much money as you can. I want him to. Um, I would love for him to be, end up at Tennessee. I would love for him to. I think he's a major disruptor. Uh, I think he's still got a lot of great football left in him. I, I can't explain why, for some reason, teams have just steered. Now, I do know that he's had a lot of health injuries. Yeah, he missed uh, He missed three games last year. Uh, he got injured in Before week Before last year, he's he's had a lot of health injuries. And he's yeah, played yeah, yeah. hurt a lot. But yeah. He, play, he played hurt the whole second half of last year, still had yeah. a sack and a half in the playoffs, and was still, even playing through pain, was the most disruptive force on the entire Seahawks team. Like, yep. he was the best defender on that team last year, and I don't know that it was necessarily close, you know? So I can't explain it other than no teams are interested because they don't they don't trust him with three years on the deal. That I also wonder, like, if maybe it's not an injury thing, but I wonder how he is in the locker room because you, you never really hear about that. But, but I think, here's the thing, I don't think you ever hear about the guys that are good in the locker room. I think you only hear about problems. That's a very valid point. Like, very if valid you point. haven't heard anything, it can't be bad, That's right? True. I mean, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because uh, I, mean, I think we live in a world where if somebody's a problem in the locker room, everybody knows that unless, unless you're into it, there is 
one organization where if you're a problem in the locker room, you could get out and nobody know about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That that list is real short. Um, And also the difference between he's lowered his price tag from 20 million to 18 million to most of these teams, that two, $3 million a year is nothing that once again, there is one organization where that coach and that GM has a dollar figure for every player in the league that he thinks everyone's worth. And if you ask for one penny over that, he will walk your ass out the door. Yeah. But that list, once again, is one guy I thinks like that and operates that way. The rest of them, it, if you want it 20 and they want to be at 16, you, you get to 18 or 19 pretty easily. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're dead on. Uh, off of that, let's, let's move into a little more NFL talk to close out the day. Uh, the NFL playoffs officially expanded yesterday. It was voted on. It was approved. Does this change anything at all? Um, tell, me, tell me your thoughts here. It, it's going to help coaches keep their jobs a little longer. It'll give some stability to a lot of teams that have been changing over general manager and coach year in and year out. Um, I, I do think if you're Jerry Jones and you're the Cowboys, I think if we had this rule in effect for the last five years, Jason Garrett's still your head coach because he's made the playoffs, I don't know, three or four of those years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they are typically, you know, one of the last teams out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah that I makes think, sense. I think this is one of those situations where eight and eight's going to get you in the playoffs now. Yeah, it, it very well could in a lot of situations. This past Which year, almost every other league out there, 500 can make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, hockey, if you're hockey, you're at 500. You're at basketball, or you're at 500. Help. We've had teams of basketball be under 500 make it. Now, it's happened occasionally in the NFL where you'd be under 500 and win a bad division. Um, but it just doesn't happen often. Now, 8 and 8, I think, gets you in almost every time mathematically. Yeah, the uh, the Steelers at eight and eight uh, this past year would have would have made the playoffs in this situation. Yeah. So that's uh that's the way it goes. All right, anything else that we need to hit on today? That's it, man. That's it. All right, you guys go check out winningcureseverything.com. Uh Go over, do our buddies a solid. Uh, Tunica Travel. Uh, look, it's it's April. Um, they are not open yet, but go to tunicatravel.com. Go check it out. See when they're going to open back up. Go uh go see when you can go visit. And, uh, and check us out, obviously. Subscribe on the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. Uh, we would definitely appreciate that. We will be back again tomorrow. We're going to have a special guest in. I believe uh, Matt Huey is going to jump in. He's a physical therapist. Uh, he's got all kind of kind of different stuff. And we're going to talk about NBA, uh, NFL injuries, You know, the NFL draft coming up, all that different kind of stuff, what injuries are going to look like, how guys can come back, what they're going to do, Cam, Etc. We're just going to bring a whole bunch of stuff up and see what he's got to say because, honestly, he's my go-to guy. He tells me everything I need to know about this stuff, and uh, and instead of doing that, I'm just going to bring him in here, and we're going to have a nice conversation. That sound good to you, Chris? Yeah, man. Sounds like a plan. All right, everybody, we hope that you have a good rest of the day. Happy April Fool's Day. We will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. 
If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.